best partners, it's time to saddle up and ride the airways once again with America's favorite cowboys, riders in the sky. Too slim, a man of many hats. What they call the king of the cowboy fiddlers and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle the tune. We're gonna hoop and holler and howl at the moon. And now, with the 1,958th performance of their careers, here are Riders in the Sky. Thank you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarettes, and thank you, Texas Bix Bender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. Riders in the sky, mighty proud to be with you here again, and this is Ranger Doug, idol of American youth, welcoming you once again to Riders Radio Theater. Before we fire off another round, let me take a moment to introduce Riders in the Sky to you. To my left, that's your right. As you face the warm glow in your Princeton floor model trapezoid is the young man who plays the string bass in our trio. He rides drag in the roundup. He's our birthday boy. He's too slim. Thank you, Ranger Doug. Thank you. Gosh, thanks. Thanks, Ranger Doug. You know, my, uh, my birthday's the same date as uh, Jefferson Davis and Allen Ginsberg. And I understand they're both listeners to the show, so it's a real thrill for me. Happy birthday, boys. And happy birthday to you, too, Slim. Over to my right, your left, His Royal Majesty, Woody Paul, King of the Cowboy Feathers! Woody, 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 I'm just, I'm just waiting for leap year, boys. But here's the guy jumping right out of the middle of the birthday cake, the idol of American youth, Ranger Dog! And before we get into our first song, let's not forget the icing on the cake. The leader of our orchestra, Joey the Cowpoke King! <laughs> okay, here's a Western classic written by one of our favorite guys, Ray Whitley, and sung by Gene Autry. We call it Lonely River because that's the way they wrote it. River in the moonlight winding through my song. Weary waters keep on rolling, lonely river roll along. Tell my love I'm broken hearted, I know I was wrong. Weary waters keep on rolling.
song Weary water Keep on rolling Lonely river roll along Hey, daughter, daughter, hey, daughter Saddle Pals Riders Radio Theater will return right after this important message. <laughs> I'd really like to see it again. <laughs> I don't think you can get it all in one viewing. It really operates on so many levels. People are talking about this summer's blockbuster hit. This movie is so... <laughs> it's so moving. <laughs> yeah, that movie'd make a great book. Yeah. It's the movie they said couldn't be made because no one would pay to see it. Like, whoa, when Ranger Doug yodeled, blow my hair back, whoa. <laughs> it's a return to the movie genre that Hollywood forgot about. It's pistol-packing, picture-making at its best. It's singing six guns. Mammoth Radio Pictures presents the B.O. Grill Cream production of an Otto von Stroheim film, Singing Six Guns. Starring Riders in the Sky, Adrian Barbo. And introducing Carlisle, the 300-pound doofus. Siskel and Ebert say... Two trigger fingers up! Paul Keel calls it... Director Otto von Stroheim's Bergman-esque vision of the forgotten singing western genre shot through a lens darkly. And Rex Reed says... Fabulous hair. It's the movie with something for everyone. Smashing accordion music. Action! And heartbreaking romance. You know I love you, darling, but a man needs more than his horse. Passion. <laughs> when she walks, it looks like a burlap bag full of bunnies. All trying to get out at the same time. It's blazing action, romance on the range, and high western melodrama. And it's stampeding now into a theater near you. Check local newspapers for times and locations of Singing Six Guns. Rated PDG. Pretty doggone good. Return with us now to Riders Radio Theater. Oh, thank you, Texas Big Spender. Well, here it is once again. Yes. The time I've been feeling lots better about lately. Guest time on Riders Radio Theater. Yeah. Why, we haven't had a jug band or a banjo player in months. <laughs> Slim, who in the world have you booked this week? Oh, Ranger Doug, I've got an artist that, that's a favorite of mine, and, and she's from Washington, D.C., out to WAMU, where they listen to uh, the station that plays Riders Radio Theater mm -hmm. out that way, and I've always wanted to have her on the show, and it's a real treat, uh, uh, well, no, uh, would be a, wouldn't be a treat. A big treat. <laughs> because treat isn't a word. <laughs> or it would be a treat or a threat. Uh -huh. But it's more of a treat than a threat. To me, yeah. It would be a thrill. It was a thrill, yes! yes. Thank you, Woody, gosh. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> CBS recording artist Mary Chapin Carpenter. Yeah! Thank you. Thanks very much. I brought along my friend John Jennings here. We're going to do a song to you for you that. This is a love song to a piece of clothing. This shirt is old and faded. 
All the colors washed away I've had it now for more darn years Than I could count anyway I wear it beneath my jacket With the collar turned up high So old I should replace it But I'm not about to try This shirt's got silver buttons and a place upon the sleeve Where I used to set my heart up right there where anyone could see This shirt is the one I wore to every boring high school dance Where the boys ignored the girls and we all pretended to like the band This shirt was a pillow for my head on a train through Italy. This shirt was a blanket beneath the love we made in Argelay. This shirt was lost for three whole days in a town near Buffalo. Till I found the locker key in a downtown trailways bus depot. This shirt is the one I lent you And when you gave it back It had a rip inside the sleeve Where you rolled your cigarettes It was the place I put my heart Now look at where you put a tear I forgave your thoughtlessness But not the boy who put it there This shirt was the place your cat decided To give birth to five and we stayed up all night watching And we wept when the last one died This shirt is just an old faded piece of cotton Shining like the memories inside Those silver buttons This shirt is a grand old relic with a grand old history I wear it now for Sunday chores, cleaning house and raking leaves I wear it beneath my jacket with the collar turned up high So old I should replace it, but I'm not about to try Chapin Carpenter. Saddle Pals, she'll be back for another song a little bit later on. I know you're looking forward to it as much as I am. Thank you, great. Mary Chapin Carpenter. I had a shirt like that. Beside me. Now, settle down. <laughs> Riders Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WPLN Productions. This program is being taped absolutely live at the Tennessee Performing Arts Center in Nashville, Tennessee. And now Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. 
Tonight, the premiere of an exciting new Western melodrama, Curse of the Lost Gold Screw. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, in our last serial, Riders in the Sky, along with Saving Los Angeles from Toxic Waste, were also starring in a singing cowboy movie. However, production on that film ended abruptly when the director, former cab driver Otto von Stroheim, suddenly lost his filmic vision. This despite the fact that the only scene shot were chase scenes and Guy Clark singing Homegrown Tomatoes. The writer's co-star, Adrian Barbeau, did not appear in a single scene. Well, that brings you up to date with the old and now the new as we present episode one of Curse of the Lost Gold Script, entitled The Epilogue. Two weeks have now passed since the yodel that saved Los Angeles, and in this brief span of time, amazing things have occurred. To begin with, Otto came to a sudden realization that... I didn't lose my vision. I was done, and I just did not know it. Singing Six Guns is finished. Ha ha ha! Losing no time, Otto quickly sequestered himself in a small editing facility in San Bernardino. There, he hurriedly spliced together the chase scenes, Guy Clark singing Homegrown Tomatoes, and some home movie footage of his 12th birthday party into a full-length motion picture. In no time, he had a distributor, and the world premiere was then held at Man's Chinese Theater in Hollywood. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. This is Bosco Bell for the Radio Entertainment Tonight Network. We're live at Man's Chinese Theater, where the glitterati of Hollywood are turning out in mass for the world premiere of the first singing cowboy movie in nearly 40 years. The crowd ooze as Hollywood royalty in the form of Joan Collins and her escort, Ernest P. Worrell, enter the theater. Following right behind them, the couple that is tongues wagging all over Tinseltown, Jane Fonda, William Butler. Oh, a taxi has just pulled up. And driving it is the brilliant director of this horse office, Otto von Stroheim. Otto, over here. Otto, Otto. Greetings, Pascabel. <laughs> Greetings to you, do, Otto. Say it's a little unusual to see the director of a major motion picture driving up to a premiere in his own taxi. Is the studio paying for it? Right, Basco. And the meter is running. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> okay, Otto. Good luck. There he goes. A bright new director of light on the movie-making scene. Oh, look. There comes the stars of Singing Six Guns themselves driving their herd down Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> There's Ranger Duck on Turbo, the Wonder Horse of the West. Riding beside him is the lovely co-star, Adrian Barbo. On the point is the king of the cowboy fiddlers, Woody Paul. And riding drag is too slim. They're parking the herd and dismounting. They yet can get a word with Ranger Doug and the glamorous Miss Barbo. Ranger Doug, Adrian, over here! Can we get just a moment for our national radio audience? Howdy there, Roscoe. Howdy, Ranger Doug. Adrian, you look simply stunning. Ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful Miss Barbeau is entired, uh, attired in a skin-tight white beaded gown with western fringe. You're gorgeous, gorgeous tonight, darling. Thank you, Bosco. Adrian, critics are raving about your presence in this picture. You're never seen, of course, but there's never a doubt that you're the motivating force for this big buckaroo here. Well, I'm gratified by the critics' response. As usual, they're right on the mark. Ranger Doug, your first film and already the French are comparing you to Jerry Lewis. Not only that, but Warner Brothers is talking about starring Riders in the Sky in a remake of Wuthering Heights. What do you think about all this, cowboy? Well, <laughs> Bosco, we don't try and understand them. We just rope Ty and Brandon. I think we'd better get on in. The movie's about to start. Okay, buckaroo and buckarette, see you on down the trail. Well, there you have it. This is Bosco Bell at the world premiere of Singing Six Guns saying, Show business is my life. The movie is a huge success, and in no time, our sagebrush heroes are caught up in a whirlwind of power lunches, newspaper and magazine interviews, supermarket openings, and a cross-country trail drive to promote their new movie. It is in the middle of this promotional trail drive where we catch up with them again. They're just returning to their hotel room from a personal appearance at a local local movie palace in Miami. Boy, that was some great audience, huh? <laughs> sure was there, Slim. Yeah. Hey, boys, look what I got here. Huh? Picked up the mail at the front desk, and somebody sent us the latest issue of our hometown newspaper, the Tumbleweed Times. Well, great, Woody. What's the latest from Tumbleweed Valley? Well, let me see here. The headline says, uh, wow, listen to this. 
A. Swinburne Slocum and Lackey Pardon. What? Holy heifers, I thought they were dead. And even if they aren't, how on earth could they ever get a pardon? Good question, Slim. What else does it say, Woody? Let's see, it says, uh, former sociopath now on the right path, thanks to full pardon from governor. Mr. Slocum plans a return to Tumbleweed Valley, the scene of many of his past transgressions, where he says he has some unfinished business. Unfinished business? What could that be? I don't know, but I don't have to know. Making movies and hanging out in Hollywood is an easy way to make a living, but if Slocum and Charlie have unfinished business in Tumbleweed Valley, then so do we. Woody, better get the herd out of the hotel parking garage. Right you are, Ranger Doug. Slim? Call Hollywood and tell them we're checking out of the movies and back onto the trail. You bet, Ranger Doug. I'll settle up our hotel bill somehow and send a telegram to Side Meat and let him know we're coming home. By the way, Woody, when did that paper come out? Uh, about four weeks ago, Ranger Doug. Hmm, hmm, almost four weeks. Yep. That means Slocum is probably already back in Tumbleweed Valley. Already there. Gosh, I wonder what he's up to. What indeed, Woody Paul. It will be a long and perilous time before all the answers to that questions are known. That question are known. But the first clue comes two days later on a beautiful western morning. Riders in the sky have just driven the herd through Grapevine Pass and after a long absence are about to enter Tumbleweed Valley. Head up there. Head up, down, head up down. Look down there, boys. There she is. We'll be home soon. Yeah, it'll sure be good to see the old Triple X and side meet again. Uh-huh. You know, it's hard to believe that Slocum is back in this valley. And he's supposed to be rehabilitated. I know what you mean, Woody, but gosh, I, I guess it's true. The newspaper said so. Well, you can't really believe everything you read in the newspapers, too, Slim. Really? Ha! <laughs> but gosh, Ranger Doug, they go to all that trouble to write it and print it, and they cut down forests full of trees to print it on. I just can't believe it isn't all true. Slim, did you ever wonder how just enough news occurs each day to fill a newspaper? <laughs> no, I, I never did. Hey, guys, look. Look on that telegraph pole over there. It's a campaign poster for A. Swinburne Slocum. He's running for mayor of Tumbleweed City. You were right, Ranger Dunn. That proves he's not rehabilitated. It sure looks that way. Hold it, boys. Look, over there on that pole. It's a different campaign poster. It's for somebody else besides Slocum. You're right, Woody. Why, that's a picture of Chet Atkins. What? Chet's running for mayor against Slocum? Well, thank goodness Slocum won't stand a chance against Chet. Wait a minute. That's Chet's picture, but it doesn't say Chet Atkins on the poster. It says, Side meat for mayor! He's running against Slocum! Boy, talk about the devil in the deep blue sea. (laughs) But why does he have a picture of Chet Atkins on his campaign poster? (laughs) Maybe he couldn't get a picture of himself made, or the camera kept breaking, or maybe he just had a bunch of old posters left over. Well, look, there's something written down at the bottom of the poster. It says, Meet candidate side meet today at 5 p.m. at a big rally on Courthouse Square. Boys, if I read the situation right, it looks like side meet is running against Slocum for mayor of Tumbleweed Valley, and he'll be needing our help. Let's get these cattle onto our range and then get down to that rally at 5 p.m. Great idea, Ranger Doug. Come on, boys, move his cattle. Meanwhile, in a small, cramped office in the back of the Dry Gulch Saloon in Tumbleweed City, a sinister would-be mayor makes a phone call to seek political advice from an old friend in Panama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hello, Manuel. <laughs> it's your old pal Slocum. <laughs> no, I'm not dead. What's a little toxic waste? <laughs> no problem. I, uh, me and Charlie both had toxic blocks smeared all over us. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta have that stuff to survive in L.A. <laughs> yeah, long time no talk. 
Yeah, Ollie North's fine. Yeah. No, they, they never got the big guy. <laughs> he rode right off into the sunset. Happy trails. <laughs> Listen, Mano, I need some advice. I'm running for mayor up here, and I got a little opposition. Yeah, he has the popular support, so, yeah, I'm looking for some advice here. What would you do? I'm kind of staying away from murder. I'm pretty sure it would violate my parole. <laughs> What's that? Thugs at the polling places? That's good. Ballot box stuffing? Check. Graveyard vote? I got that sewed up. <laughs> but you say the best way is eliminate the opposition. Well, maybe I ought to rethink my position on that. What's uh, the best way to do it? A <laughs> hundred thousand volts? <laughs> that ought to do it, all right. Thanks, Manuel. <laughs> Adios to you too, pal. <laughs> Charlie! What, Slocum? <laughs> I got a little job for you. <laughs> yeah? What? Get over to the courthouse square where the geezer's having his rally. Yeah? Slip under the platform where he'll be speaking and wire a power line direct to the microphone he'll be using. Great idea, boss. And when he turns it on, 100,000 volts will zip through the old bag of wind. <laughs> That'll give his campaign uh, a boost. Hey, <laughs> uh, uh, Slocum, he won't be side meat anymore. He'll be... Fried meat. <laughs> <laughs> Fried meat. <laughs> After good, a few more evil laughs, Charlie slipped off and did his dirty deed. Meanwhile, riders in the sky had driven their herd to the famed old Triple X Ranch and pastured them on the high range where there was plenty of sweet water and good grass. Now, as five o'clock nears, they're just arriving in Tumbleweed City. Whoa, 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 boys. whoa, whoa, now, whoa. There's the courthouse square, boys. There's side meat stepping up to the microphone. Let's park the horses and go hear what he has to say. Good thinking, Slim. Hey, there's a hitching post. Come on. <laughs> Moments later, as the riders make their way through the crowd, mayoral candidate side meat steps up to the microphone to give the first and maybe last political speech of his career. Gosh, I hope he does okay with this speech. Yeah, but side meat's hardly what you'd call an electrifying speaker. Shh, <laughs> he's about to start. My friends, I'm here today to announce the formation of a new political party. What's he saying? I, I can't hear him. His microphone must not be on. This new party is called G-A-S. Gas. Geezers against Slocum. Hey, turn the microphone on up there. Slocum is eat a plate of beans, go to the polls, and give them the gas. Turn on your mic. Turn the microphone side, man. The microphone not on. Oh, well, let's see. I'll just... Click around the ear and you're... Maya! 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 Good grief! He's lit up like a Christmas tree, fellas! Is this the end of side meat? Is this the end of side meat? Will Slocum be elected mayor? Will the tainted tentacles of Panamanian corruption slither into Tumbleweed Valley? To find out, tune in next week for episode two of Curse of the Lost Gold Curse, entitled Chicken Fried Side Meat. High voltage, hot wire entertainment you won't want to miss coming to this theater of the mind. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Texas Texas. Wow. hurry. We can get another song from the great Mary Chapin Carpenter. Watch him from afar She used to dream about him And she'd wish upon a star That one day he'd want her for his own A throat caution to the wind With a grin he'd take her home She's something of a dreamer Something of a fool Something of a heartbreak 
But when she gives her heart to you And she used to hear his voice at night A sweet whisper from the shadows Dancing with the back porch light And she used to feel him in the wind His warm breath upon her neck Goosebumps up and down her skin She's something of a dreamer Something of a fool Something of a heartbreak When she gives her heart to you well, She should have known by now but that's the foolish part of her And she should have seen somehow But a dreamer's never cured When heartbreak fast approaches When our love ain't truly love He promised wine and roses And she thought that was enough She's something of a dreamer Something of a fool Something of a heartbreak when she gives her heart to you, she's something of a dreamer, something of a fool, something of a heartbreak. When she gives her heart to you, she's something of a something something of a fool, something of a of a heartbreak. When she gives her heart to you. Thank you, Saddle Pals. It's time for us to saddle up and move on down the trail. Thank you, Mary Chapin Carpenter. Till we meet again, same time, same station. So long, Saddle Pals. More information on Riders in the Sky, the fabulous Two Slims Mercantile, the Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, right to Riders Radio Theater, Post Office Box 277, Whites Creek, Tennessee, 37189. Please don't forget to mention the station you're listening to. Farewell.